Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Amen. We have one more ministration. Yes, it's a ministration in the form of testimony. And there's no other person but yours truly, myself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, you already know my name. Yeah. Okay, my name is David, and my testimony is about divine provision through flow prayers. Amen. Um, I think about a month ago, during the end of one of the flow prayers, that day I was fortunate to be at the end. Usually, I'm almost at work or something, and I don't get the end. But that day, Daddy kept saying, you will get an alert. You will hear good news. Yeah. So I believed it. And I, really, I said, Lord, this one, do something. Because that week, honestly, I was really in need of money to do something. And so the next day, that was Wednesday morning, I remember around 3 a.m., I was up praying. And then I had an alert. It was, it was a Facebook alert. Facebook alert is quite unusual. Hallelujah. So honestly, I, the first thing that came to my mind is somebody sent me Alpha Hour prayer alert or something. But I said, ah, 3 a.m. No, Alpha Hour is 12, not 3 a.m. So then I decided to check what alert it was. Yeah. When I checked... It was an old SHS friend. Yeah. And the message, he didn't say anything or anything. He said, send me your Momo number. Right. He said, send me your Momo number. I said, hey. Yeah. So quickly, I also sent my Momo number. So I was in a bus going to work when I got an alert on my phone. And he had sent me twice the money I needed for the thing that I needed to pay for. He had sent me twice. Hallelujah. Honestly, when, when people share such testimonies, sometimes it feels far away from me. I'm like, Lord, me to when? Like, hey, will it, have, will it ever happen to me some? But that day, that day the Lord heard my prayers. Hallelujah. And so I just want to say to the church that Let's keep joining the flow prayers and let's believe in the prayers. You don't know when yours is coming. I didn't know mine was coming. I didn't even think mine was coming. But the Lord came through for me. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Let's put our hearts together for the Lord. 
Tell your neighbor, it's good to see you again this Sunday. Shall we stand to our feet? We are about to hear. The Bible calls it unadulterated word of the Lord. Hallelujah. The pure word of the Lord which is able to change you. The word of the Lord which is able to transform you. Which has transformed me all these years. Hallelujah. And as you keep hearing the word of the Lord, from an anointed servant of the Lord, your life will not be the same. Amen. And this morning we are about to hear the word of God from an anointed servant that God has given to you and me. And we won't be the same again. I want you to put your hands together. Let's welcome our pastor. He has joined Put your hands together. today as your word comes to us that Lord we will hear what we need to hear today let it be a word in season in Jesus mighty name and all the saints shall say amen God bless you take your seat hallelujah oh your Bible thank you for the reminder please take your Bible I almost forgot our confession God bless you for reminding me this is my Bible. Stand to your feet, please, and let's make our confession. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Take your seat. I tell you, the word is working on us. Yeah, the Bible's, I mean, if you are everything the Bible says you are, it will be formidable. Hey, I said to be what? Charlie, when you walk into a room and the presence of God has come with you, whoosh, you lay your hands on the sick and they will be healed. Hey, these signs shall follow them that believe. Hey, they shall speak in new tongues. Are you there? It will come to pass as we believe. Amen. A few announcements, important announcements. I'm sure you've taken note of the banner behind me already. <laughs> Let the prophets speak. Hallelujah. In the, over the next few weeks, we're going to be exposed to a number of prophets you've never met before. 
most of them are in our house or affiliated to our, when I say our house they are in the UD or affiliated strongly to the UD and me I'm believing God for very wild things amen the very first of them is visiting us this week the Reverend Francis Nissi he comes from Wednesday the 24th to Friday the 26th of this month and this is a young man hey hey sees and hears yeah are you there I was told a story by his convener not by himself even but by his by the way he married one of our daughters from the Buidi church so, so the alliance is there amen yeah but this is a young man who walks in the presence of God amen and sometimes the presence of God you see we are used to seeing God only in church mm. but there's this guy there's uh, experience where he was you know in your mind in your own business you're doing your own something you've gone to town to buy something and the Holy Ghost began to work hey right there in the middle of the town in the town hey are you there in the town Things began to happen. Hey. So I pray that we shall experience. <laughs> Amen. And then from here, let the prophet speak. We'll be moving on to BTC. From 31st August, which was uh, August 31st of May, which is the following week, to the 1st of June. So it's this Wednesday to Friday, then at BTC, Wednesday to Friday, and there you meet another young prophet called Reverend Francis. Yeah. Are you there? And these men of God are very, very interesting. I remember asking Reverend Francis, how did you know that you were a prophet? He said, I didn't know. And he went to the Bible school. He was in the Bible school, and his first holiday, he came home, and when he came home, his father is a pastor. And his father was having a five-day convention. So he had done Monday, he had done Tuesday, and on Wednesday, his father fell ill. So the father called his son and said, look, you're going to have to stand in for me. <laughs> and so he was preaching when he began to see things. <laughs> Remember, this is a church he has grown up in. And he began to say, Mamiya, this, <laughs> and that, and that. That is the first time he got to know that there was a certain calling on him. This was many years ago. Are you there? Yeah. And he's still walking in it today. Hey. Are you there? So me, I think these next two weeks are going to be very interesting. And as for BTC, we will give them a problem because we'll fill the place and spill out on the road. And they just have to handle it. Yeah. So we come for the first round this week. Wednesday to Friday and we'll continue next week Wednesday to Friday and then I will tell you the prophets who will come through in June <laughs> ah, remember when we're doing neutralizing the case we said one of the ways is by the word of the words of a prophet hallelujah and I believe that good words will come through these men and women of God and our lives will be affected. So turn to your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor, 
I don't know what it is, but I don't plan to go anywhere. I don't plan to be away. Uh-huh. As for these next few weeks, if your boss says you tell boss, I beg, eh? let me move it small, just small. Or let me move it to a Monday and a Tuesday. Some of them will visit us just for an all night. And others, yeah, but it's, it is a season. It's a season. Yes, it's a season. I want you to share with your neighbor something good that happened to you when a prophet came through your way. Uh, something good, something good. Any prophet that you know, please don't give us a grada, please. I'm talking about bona fide prophets that we know. <laughs> For some of you, the prophets that you have been listening to, you have been buying blue water, you have been paying 500 cities for a so please, that's not where we are going. I don't know anything about that, okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. But I believe that it's a season, and I think God will really bless us in that time. Oh, do you believe God with me? Yeah. So this Wednesday, we are starting, and I really want you to, you know, sometimes when the enemy knows that you're going to be blessed, he brings other things your way. That's the time that something, something wakes up and then somebody in authority over you says we have to, we, we nullify all in the name of Jesus this week. And you also sit well and decide that I will be here. Yeah, I'll plead my case. I will be here Wednesday to Friday. And I believe it will be good for us. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Now this whole month also, I'm going to be sharing with you from a number of books. This is one of them. We've talked about, about fruitfulness before. The second one is the Mega Church, and the third one is the Anakazo book. So if you have been getting all your books, please, if you don't have your soft copies of the book, all to all, please, it's your fault. Oh, not mine. Mm. I say, my phone is small. Please, it's your fault. I cannot do much about that. Uh, what again? My... I don't have space. Please delete your pictures and put it off. Get something. A pen drive. Or a, I mean, please tell your neighbor, do something. These excuses are not helping. Please, what other excuses there? I don't have space. My phone is spoiled. What again? My battery is disturbing me. It's in the battery now. You know. What is the excuse again? Uh, I thought you were bringing another one. But so that you can also follow with the books because you can see already that we don't finish them because they are so large. Is it okay? And sometimes, you know, you will hear many books and it doesn't matter. But one day, you will open a particular book and when we are preaching, you realize that there's something there for you and you might want to go back to it. So it's very important that you should have your copy of the books. Is it okay? Oh, is it okay? Yeah. And it will help you. Amen. But today, to just set us on course, I'm going to be sharing with you from Luke chapter 14, an old story. When I say old, we've talked about it before, and we know it very much in this church. But some of you also are new. And some of us, sometimes you've heard something before, but you need to hear it again. So let's go to Luke chapter 14. I'm starting in verse 16. This is the Anakazo story. It begins from verse 16. A certain man, Jesus was the one teaching, and he said, a certain man made a great supper and bade many or invited many and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, come for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuses. The first said, said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee have me excused. 
Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. Another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. And today I'm preaching to you a message that I have called, That my house may be filled. Amen. That my house may be filled. Hallelujah. You know, one of the pitfalls of church is that a time comes when we are comfortable with ourselves. Are you with me? Like in this church, Word Encounter, we are used to ourselves and we, we like our church or we don't like our church. Yeah, when you come, we like ourselves, we like what we do, we get used to it and, and, and so we could easily just stay there. We could easily just stay there. But I need to draw our minds to this scripture because you can see right there in verse 23 something that the Lord is saying. Compel them to come in that my house may be filled. And so as we sit here on Sundays and we are, this is the second service. In a given weekend, we normally have about four services, two of them on Saturday and two on Sunday. And you can easily say, oh, then God is happy with us. But when you read the scripture, then you realize that not exactly so. Not exactly so. Because his desire is that his house may be filled. Are you with me? And when he says that the house may be filled, not only is it that each service, like, oh, when we have one service and the service is full, then that's it. As long as the building is standing and things are possible, you keep filling the house. Amen. Because it's a measure of the impact or the influence that you have on other people. Hallelujah. And so we're going through the scripture starting from verse 16 because I want to show it to you in a certain light. There are many ways to interpret this scripture as with many scriptures. One of the ways to interpret it is to say that the master who is in the um, story is the Lord and he has sent his servants to do something. That's one way to interpret it. Another way to interpret it is to see the scripture as a church growth scripture. And within the, within, within the lines of this story are probably all the things you need to grow a church. Amen. And that's why I want us to go through. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Okay. And it begins by telling you that somebody began, here's a man and he had a great supper and he invited many. And you know, you can see it when you come to church. Many things go into it. Maybe you just came and you sit down for an hour and you go away, but you don't know that there are many things that have gone into the supper that you are currently eating. I know for certain that the choir didn't just come to sing here just now. By all means, they prepared. I know for sure that CPS has had to do something. I know for sure that the praise and worship people have had to do something. The ashes have been here. And all these things have been done to give us a great supper, a great experience as we come here. Are you there or you have traveled so far? Beautiful. And so you see that a great supper has been prepared. 
those of us who are the servants of the word, we have also tried to remain before the Lord to receive a word for you. Otherwise, we can't come, come and stand here. Maybe you don't know it, but for us, every Sunday is an exam. Oh, yeah. Because the exam is, is it the word for now? Is that what you should say? Is that what the people need right now? Because you may not know it, but what you need and what the present service needs, even though you are in the same church, they can be two different things. Sometimes it's the same, but sometimes it's different. And the Lord will lead you to just know what you have to preach. Are you there? So when you come to church and the example that is given you are inside, know that God prepared it like that for you. Hey! He knew that you'd be in this particular service, and so he gave this particular example. You know, we have become so carnal that when the example is given, then you are annoyed that they are preaching about you. Tell your neighbor, don't be so proud. Don't think so highly of yourself that will take a whole preaching and it will be about you. <coughs> How important are we? Oh, you don't understand what I'm trying to say. How important are that the whole preaching. Amen. Anyway, so... All right. Now, so when the thing was ready, the Bible says that he sent his servant at supper time to go and call the people who were supposed to be at that service. When he went, what did he come back with? Excuses. Some of you, I hope today as I'm reading the excuses, you can recognize yourself. The first said, I have bought, you see, this particular part of the script is not the main thing I want to show you, but I cannot help it. I have to stop here some more. <laughs> said, I have bought a piece of ground. The reason you can't come to church is the blessing God has given you. I have to go and see it. No, because the, the excuses don't make sense. He says, I have bought it. I must go and see it. Do we see them we buy or we buy them we see? We see them we buy, but the guy says that he has bought. He's now going to see. Okay. I pray they have me excuse. Look at the second one. I have bought five yoke of oxen. He's now going to try it. Do you try them before or after buying? The oxen represents your work. There are some of you who don't come to church regularly because of your work. And here he is saying that I pray you have me excused. <laughs> yeah. Here is the last one. I've married a wife and therefore I cannot come. The reason you don't come to church are your relationships. Hey! Because of your wife, you won't come. Because of your husband, you won't come. You are angry with your husband because he has done something. Don't be silly. <laughs> oh, what? This one is even worse. Your beloved. Your beloved has done something. So you bore. So you come to church. I mean, what, has, what, have, what have we got to do with it? <laughs> But you can see that the kind of excuses you have had, you know, that's the same excuses that... I mean, when I read the scripture, I was very comforted. I said, oh God, then you know Dada. You know Dada. It's nothing new right now. But I just want to draw your attention to two things. Let's look at the reaction of the master. When he, they came and gave him these excuses, the Bible says that he was angry. Mm, he was angry. And they asked, when you just... for frivolous reasons you just do not do what you are to do you don't appear in church somebody has come and talk before or you just no it's true be careful 
Be careful. The master was angry. The last part, which also I didn't read because it wasn't my main message, is in verse 24, where he says that none of these men, so he's talking to those who were invited at first who didn't come. Uh-huh. The main church members who didn't come. No? said, they won't eat my supper. And I needed to see that it's sometimes part of the reason why there's a certain something that should come to us. Because this supper represents the things God gives to us. Are you there? Yeah. It can represent the spiritual food. It can represent the things God gives to us. Are you with me? And he said, none of them, because of their frivolous reasons. Anyway, so that's just for you to put in your pocket. The next time you feel like not coming to church, tell them that, please, oh, I will not be found in this group of people. Hey. hey. Ask your neighbor, are you inside this preaching? <laughs> But you see, I wanted to draw your mind to two things. Well, let's start. You see, when the man finished preparing, so now that everything is ready, he had done some inviting. There are some people who belong to this church, but he had also sent out the servant to go and call people. Now, when the people refused to come, it's the same servant he sent again. Hmm. Verse 21, he says, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. Hallelujah. So he had somebody to send. And when he sent the person, the person now was supposed to go and bring in other people. I want to draw your mind to this, and I want to ask you, who exactly are you in the church? Are you one of those who just attends or are you one of those who bears some fruit? It's a very important question. Amen? It's a very, very important question. You can see that when the servant was looking for somebody, when the master was looking for somebody to send, he sent someone. It amazes me that he sent the same person three times. He sent him first. Go and call the people I've invited. When they didn't come, he sent him again. Go, bring in the maimed, the hearts, the blind, etc. The guy came in, and when he came in and he said that, oh, I've brought some people, but it's not full, he sent him the third time. Go out again. How come he's sending the same person three times? Could it be that you should have been there, but you were not? And therefore, the work on one person is now times three. I know people in this service who are very tired. Because the prayer work is on them, the walking around calling people is on them, the visiting people is on them. Hello? You are very quiet, oh. But according to the number of people in the service, it shouldn't have been so. Hmm. I want to ask your neighbor, are you one of the servants in the house? Are you a servant in the house or you are a big shot? I think it's a very important question because most of you can do something but you don't Mm. I remember preaching about cell system in this church it never worked (laughs) yeah it never worked and don't look at your neighbor you are the cell head who refused to do don't look anywhere it's you direct 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 (laughs) Hey, so I've come back again with a message in another form. Hey, 
Because me too, I'm a servant of the Lord. He has sent me, so I've come to do the work. Yeah. But you see, this service has got to be full. And it's going to be full. You see, those who are working, those of us who are doing something, we have done what we can do. It's now the rest of us who must work. Mm. Ask your neighbor, which group do you belong to? Those working or the rest of us? Which one? <laughs> who was, must now work? Uh, don't ask anything. We, we are continuing. <laughs> so he sends the servant again, and the servant goes to bring in people. I want you to take note of the kinds of people he brought. He brought in people who were poor, people who were maimed, people who were halt. Halt means you are limping, they are lame. And people who were blind. Why? Because these are people who are very conscious of their need for help. Many times you are calling somebody who doesn't need help, like the one who was buying oxen, and if I so wealthy that he can buy it without trying it. Most of us, such a thing, we'll make sure we try it because, Charlie, the way it is, you know. Yeah. The way it is, we can't afford to buy it and it will not work. But these guys, they were buying land that they have not seen. Hey. You go and buy land underwater. Underwater. <laughs> Are you here? Yeah. You have a wife. You don't need anybody to make a dinner because, Charlie, you now, you are going to take her to dinner in Dubai. And this is your dinner. You know, so they were a type of people. Yeah, they were a type of people. But you see the servant going to another type of people. And all of us, if only we will open our eyes, we will see this other group around us. People who are in need of something. Amen. It is not only those who are poor, like physically poor or like financially poor. When you are watching somebody messing up in your house, next door you can see that that person is the poverty, spiritual poverty that is making him do what he's doing hey hello the poor, the maimed, the blind there are people who cannot see their way clear, what's going to happen next, and you say if your eyes if you don't depend on the Lord, you can't see your way clear, clear. one of my favorite questions these days is to ask people if they know what is going to be happening at 6pm today <laughs> Do you know what's going to happen 6 p.m. today? You have no idea. And so the only way, the only thing that is helping us is that we are serving a God and we believe that this Lord that we are serving, he has good plans for us. And so we keep walking in faith. So if you don't have him, what is your hope for 6 p.m.? In this dangerous world in which we live in it today, a country that two people can be inside, they've decided to fight. That's Sudan. They woke up, they, they, they had no problem. They're in the prosperous half of Sudan. And they just woke up and decided that this fight we are fighting, yeah, you are in charge of the army, you are in charge of we are just going to fight. They have fought, uh, the people they want to rule have left, they are still fighting. <laughs> I don't know who, the one who wins, who he is even going to. <laughs> we need to see that we are living in very dangerous days. Very dangerous times. There was no problem in Sudan two months ago. There was nothing. But look at the issue now. Are you here? And so you just need to ask yourself, I mean, exactly what is going on? You know, and our hope is Christ. That's our hope. So you see that when he says poor, maimed, halt, blind, yes, it can refer to people who have physical limitations, but even more in these our times, it's referring to people who cannot see their way ahead. 
Are you with me today? They can't see their way. They are totally blind. We have young people totally blind. We have young people in this church, when the word of God is coming, they can understand everything by word of God. They can't hear. It is true. Totally blind. Totally. There are some, you have decided that, Charlie, I won't go to school. You have sentenced yourself. <laughs> yeah. And they are around. They are not far. Tell your neighbor, you left one next door in your house. You have been sending her to go and buy you Meko. <laughs> when the water has stopped, you give her this thing that, oh, tell her mother, please, I'm sending her, but you can't see that she's in need. Hey. Wow. I'm talking to some people. Oh. Mm. You know, so he told him, go out and bring those people. And that's one of the messages I want to share in this service, that as you keep coming to church every Sunday on your own, has it occurred to you that there's somebody around you who needs the Lord? Has it occurred to you? I thought you'd be asking your neighbor, has it occurred to you? As you sat down and you came, hey, who did you bring? Who is here because of you? Mercy. Please open for me Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12, and take us to the NLT. I want you to understand the English. Take us to the NLT. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. The next scripture verse. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Why is this scripture important? Because many Christians today have been brought up to think that they have to sit. And it is the pastor who must fill the church. And then you'll be giving us marks after church service. And not preaching, no. What do you want saying? Oh, and I'm saying there are many preaching there. I'm saying there Four over ten. Four over ten. Four over ten. I would be my home. It is my work to teach you to do the work of the kingdom. These chairs are empty because you haven't brought the people who should fill them. And this is the training that I have for you. And the way the church is quiet is so nice. So when I say these things and you are quiet, it's very nice. Then you suddenly be looking very officious. Now, diplomats, now, so I mean, why you It doesn't move me at all. I'll preach because when I get to heaven, I'll be asked whether I said it. So, hey, <laughs> I'm preaching. So, when the guy went out, he went to invite these people and just bring them. He just brought them. You know, there are different levels of the work. There's a level where you yourself are the one sharing the gospel with the person, sharing Jesus, and the person gives their life to Christ. Charlie, your marks in it is 100%. That's the soul. There's also another level where maybe for different reasons, there are different reasons why you are not able to share the gospel with somebody. Are you there? For instance, a child, you want to share the gospel with your mother, I pray for you. (laughs) Or your father. It may not work because they'll see you as a small, or your siblings. It's like, what do you mean? Who are you? Or your classmate? Hey, are you there? And so when it is like that, and you realize that you cannot have a direct influence, bring the person to the church. Bring the person to the service. Bring the person to the convention. Are you with me? 
this coming convention, I expect to see you with somebody. I don't expect to see you alone. I don't expect it at all. Hey. Hey, man, hey. Especially the difficult person that you can't reach directly yourself. This is a good opportunity to bring them. You see, you'll be very surprised that the person will come and rather receive Christ here. I think it's in this service I've told you before that my best friend when I was in, on campus, the person didn't get born again for another eight or nine years after school. It was a program that took care to I couldn't preach to her because, Charlie, what have you not heard? But my percentage is inside because I took her to the program at which she gave her life to Christ. I hope you are understanding what I'm sharing with you today. Yeah. Anyway, so this guy goes again. And as the, the master is sending him, then he shares something with him, which I believe is a secret that we should understand. I'm almost finished preaching. Verse 23. He said, go out into the highways and hedges. Now, I need you to see that now he has changed what he said initially. The first thing he said was, go, the blind, the maimed, the halt, the blind. Are you seeing it? When it was not full, then he sent him further. When you start to talk about a highway, when you begin to talk, you are speaking about something that's further away. Hallelujah. And that is just to say to us that there are people who are in our direct vicinity who we can bring, but there are also some who are far. And who you must move a little to go and bring them. Maybe as you are sitting here, you are saying that, oh, I know Kwajo, but Kwajo lives beyond the Bwakwa. I came to inform you that if it was a disco, he would still come. He would have come. He can also come to church. He can also come to a convention. Are you there? And then we see those famous words. Compel them to come in. That word compel is the word anakazo. Anakazo has many meanings. One of them is to compel. Compel is stronger than to just ask. When you're compelling somebody, you can compel somebody by the nature of the argument that you are bringing. Hello? Are you there? Sometimes when you've done somebody a favor, then you are now coming for the redeeming of your favor. Hey, you are very quiet. By the fact that you ask, you are compelling the person. Yeah, because the person remembers that hey, he made in a cow. <laughs> I owe you something. That's just to give you an example of compel. Is compel somebody. So you are inviting the person. It's like I say, you, every day that I invite you, you have something else to say. It's compulsion. You are compelling that every day. So today, dear, do and come. Compel them to come. That is the Greek word anakazo. And it has more than one meaning. It means what? To threaten. Some people, you only get them to church by a threat. It means to force. Some people, you only get them by forcing. It means to entreat. Entreat is what? I'm begging. It means to constrain. Constrain means you place a limitation around the person. One of the a constraint. I said, don't speak to me until you've done this thing. That's a constraint. Hey. You see, Christians, I'm not sure why we have decided that we should be soft. But our softness has not helped us all. It hasn't helped us much at all. The world is using anakazo to pump homosexuality into children. Oh, yes. Now it's in the children's films. It's in the children's books. 
Meanwhile, the Christians are saying that, oh, I cannot write a book and that is Christian because they will not allow. They will not allow, but the other, they know how to force and to threaten. Ask your neighbor, who have you compelled to come to church before? Who have you compelled to listen to the Lord before? It's time. Mm. Tell your neighbor, it's time. Why? Because without it, the Lord's house will not be full. And he did what he wants. He's not happy with the service. I'm sure you know it. But we know, or we don't know. If nothing at all, we can see it there. They should come that my house may be filled. So you forget all our sins that we don't know about. Just the fact that we are not filled. He's not too excited. But you know something? If we all make up our minds that we're going to get to work on it. Hashimi say, oh, half of us. The church will be full. The church will be full. My prayer for you as I'm ending my preaching is that you will be one of those who will take part. You'll be one of those who can do your part. Hallelujah. By all means, there's a means that you can use. By all means. Depending on who you are, it will change. You are somebody who goes to the market often. Charlie, as you are going, that's your opportunity. You are somebody who works in a certain kind of place. That's your opportunity. Hallelujah. Each of us has an opportunity. And in this month and in the coming weeks, I want us to make up our minds to make use of that opportunity. Hallelujah. So that our house will be full and our master will be happy with us. I want you to stand to your feet. Stand to your feet this afternoon. Stand to your feet. And this afternoon, I just want you to talk to the Lord about yourself. Maybe as I'm speaking, I'm like, but Lord, I don't really, my mind doesn't seem to know anybody. How am I going to do this thing? Just talk to him for a moment. Just talk to him for a moment. There are some of us you used to also win souls, but it's been a long time. And you want to say, Lord, I need a fresh opportunity. I need a fresh idea. I need to just compel someone. Talk to the Lord for a few minutes. Talk to him for a few minutes. Help me, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Talk to him for a few minutes. To be involved, oh Lord. Father, we are grateful for the reminder. Grant us the grace to be soul winners, to bring people in to fill your house. Father, open our eyes to those who need you. Lord, sometimes as we pass them by, Lord, we really and truly don't see. But Lord, we are willing to be made willing. Open our eyes to see them, to hear them, to see those who are lame and those who are blind and who have need of you. And grant us the words that we need to draw them unto you. We ask, Lord, that even as you show them to us, Lord, the boldness will be ours and we'll be able to bring them in that your house may be full. May this service grow and may it come to the place, Lord, where seating is our problem. I pray, Lord, that you will open these doors for us and that you will help us, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here this afternoon. You need to give your life to Jesus. You are here. You are saying that I'm in church, but I don't know whether my name is in 
the Lord's book. Whether I will go to heaven or not, if you are here like that, just lift up your right hand. We're going to pray together because it's a prayer that makes him write your name in his book. Just lift it. I'm seeing some hands around. If your hand is up, please just come to me. Just come. Come to me, man. Just come. Let us pray together. You are just a prayer away from your salvation. Just come. Come right here this afternoon. We are going to pray. We are going to pray. We are going to pray. Let the pastors and the ushers help you. Bring them, bring them, bring them. Let them come further down. Come, come, come. Yeah, just come and stand here. You are not sure that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You are not sure that you are on your way to heaven. Just come. We are going to pray together. The two of you in front, pray this prayer after me. And those of us in the hall also, let's help them. You want to say, Lord Jesus, let's pray. Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, I lift these ones before your throne of grace. I pray that even as you have written their names in your book, that they will grow to know you. May they never return back to what they used to be. But Lord, may they give their lives to you always in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-E. God richly bless you.